At various times, Sears, a cobbler by trade, suffered from ailments ranging from pleurisy to tuberculosis to maybe even syphilis, according to one biographer. He was a little man, about five feet nothing, but one of those thin, wiry fellows without an ounce of fat who looks as old at forty as they do a score of years later, his contemporary Fred Mather recalled. Divested of clothing, he was nearly as big as a pound of soap after a hard day's washing. But Sears went on to be one of the greatest camping innovators and popularizers of the 1880s. He may have been weakly, living and dying in poverty, but he had camping talent in spades, with a cockiness to match. To myself I sometimes appear as a wild Indian or an old berserker, masquerading under the guise of a 19th century American, he said, sounding at turns like Whitman and Melville. When the straitjacket of civilization becomes too oppressive, I throw it off, betake myself to savagery, and there loaf and refresh my soul. He stripped his life to the elements like a burlier version of Thoreau. I love a horse, a gun, a dog, a trout, and a pretty girl, he said. I hate a pot hunter, a trout liar, and a whiskey-guzzling sportsman. I smoke and take an occasional glass of wine and never lie about my hunting and fishing exploits more than the occasion seems to demand. A century before Ray Jardine and the ultra-ultra-light packers conquered the Pacific Crest Trail with their homemade backpacks, Sears went featherweight into the forest with little more than a tent, a shirt, a blanket bag, a rifle, a rod, a kettle, a dish, and a bit of coffee, all weighing a total of fifteen pounds. Sears went on three great camping and boating journeys in the Adirondacks, but it was his third and most audacious trip in 1883 that made him a legend at age 61. The boat that transported him, the Sari Gamp, is perfectly preserved and currently resides in the Adirondack Museum in Blue Mountain Lake, New York, where it is on permanent loan from the Smithsonian. Visit the boat, and you won't believe how shrimpy it is. The nine-foot-long canoe the handiwork of innovative boatmaker J. Henry Rushton of Canton, New York, weighs ten and a half pounds. It is so puny, its wizened pilot could lift it with one hand. Staring at its ribs and the symmetrical rows of copper fastener heads, try to imagine this boat's captain rowing with the spindly two-bladed oar he called his pudding stick. Sears, in a sublimely nerdy literary inside joke, named the craft after Sarah... Sari Gamp, the alcoholic nurse in the Charles Dickens novel Martin Chuzzlewit, although he slightly changed the spelling of her first name. Frightened the boat would sink and drown him, he named it after a character that took no water. Few people thought he would finish or even survive his planned 266-mile perilous boat journey through the Adirondacks. Some of his friends took out a $5,000 life insurance policy on him, assuming he'd die. Sears found their lack of faith disturbing. It wouldn't take a strong rope to hang me, but a bear trap on one leg and a grindstone on the other wouldn't drown me in ten fathoms, he replied. Out in the woods and waters, he got caught in drenching rainstorms. On a thirteen-mile muddy carry, he wore the Sari Gap on his head like a cap. On the way, he slathered himself with a mixture of three ounces pure tar two ounces castor oil, one ounce oil penny royal, simmered together, to fend off insects. Somehow he survived. 
I once said in Forest and Stream that I was trying to find out how light a canoe it took to drown a man, he remarked after the journey. I never shall know. The Seri Gap has only ducked me once in a six-weeks cruise, and that by my own carelessness. Sears was revolutionary in the sense that he took survivalist notions and repackaged them for a mass audience of pleasure campers. We do not go to the green waters to rough it, he once remarked. We go to smooth it. We get it rough enough at home, in towns and cities. Yet this tough little man had a certain...